There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, Andy Bernard, Cassie Schrader. Our very special guest coming up next, and I, some people say it's Boberts, which would be very, very good. Gloria Boberts, we'll go with that. Cold Valley on investigation discovery, which I love. Anyway, I love ID. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with Gloria right after this Tom Bernard show. Dougie. Yeah, Sprinkle. we need some people. Uh, Walzer is hiring in the Twin Cities. We are looking specifically for part-time uh, driving positions. We have a reconditioning center where every used car that we sell goes there first to get complete mechanical and physical repair work done before we offer them for sale. This is a great job for retired people. Uh, we didn't know that when we started it out that way 10 years ago, but it, we put an ad in the paper and all these retired people came up and said, that's great, I only want to work 15 or 20 hours a week. I want to get out of the house. If you're interested, email me at doug at walzer.com and I will connect you with the appropriate people and give you all the information. Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Cold Valley on Investigation Discovery. The hot pursuit for an ice-cold killer continues in Investigation Discovery's two-part special Cold Valley. The two-part special premiered on uh, tonight. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, wait a minute, tomorrow night. Today's the 28th, isn't it? No, or it's the 29th. Oh, it is. That's right. Yep, it's December. Tonight. Gloria, it's December 1st on Saturday. My God. Mm-hmm. 
Life is flying by. Uh, but in any case, uh, November 29th, it is tonight uh, with the following episode on December 6th, 8 Central Time, I should mention. Gloria, how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you. And thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's a great pleasure. Believe me. I, I do love Investigation Discovery. There's no doubt. And is your last name pronounced Boberts or Boberts? It is Bobert. It is Bobert. You, you got it right. You made me smile. Thank you. Actually, it was my son. I got to give him credit. He's the one that knew how to pronounce your name properly. So you got to give credit <laughs> where credit's due, right? That'd be a good thing. Yes. Uh, this riveting investigative documentary follows two women as they work to unravel the mysterious disappearances that tormented the Lewis Clark Valley in the 80s. God, I remember this. I've, I, not, I haven't heard about the Lewis Clark Valley, uh, the Coal Valley stuff. In quite some time, the most chilling part of these cases. Well, I'm just going to turn it over to you, Gloria, because this is fascinating. Please ask me what you would like to know, because um, I, I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready for your questions. Okay, so 19 in the 1980s, I was thinking, was it mid-80s? The Lewis Clark. Well, actually, the first, yeah, the Lewis Clark uh, Valley serial killings started in 1979 when Christina White went missing. And she went missing on April 28th from Soton, Washington, and that was in 79. She has never been found. Her body was never recovered. Never. And Um, then after that was the disappearance and murder of Kristen David. Um, She disappeared on June 26th, 1981. Um, on the highway between Moscow and Lewiston, Idaho, and it's pretty—it's a pretty isolated um, mm-hmm. highway. And her body, her dismembered body, was found in garbage bags that had been thrown into the Snake River uh, near Clarkston, Washington. And her body was found on Jan- or, excuse me, July fourth, nineteen eighty-one. And then my cousin, my family member, oh. um, Christina Nelson, uh, she was 21 years old. And her stepsister, Brandy Miller, Jacqueline Brandy Miller, and Stephen Parasol went missing on September 12, 1982. And they found um, Christy and Brandy's body in March of 1984 uh, near Kendrick, Idaho, about 35 miles outside of of Lewiston off of Highway 3. Stephen Parasol's body has never, it has never been found. Um, And he is thought to be a victim, collateral damage. He walked in probably into the theater. They know he entered um, the theater. He was witnessed entering by, by folks who came forward and said, Yes, we saw him and the Lewiston Police Department. An officer with the the PD there also saw him going into the building. So he's never been found. So they believe that he walked in on something and and was also murdered. Oh, yeah. By the same suspect. And the same suspect is thought to be involved in all of these cases. It is amazing. Investigators are certain who the killer is, but no one has been able to gather enough evidence to confidently uh, prosecute him. This person of interest is alive and living as a free man today. Unbelievable. Now, Detective Jackie Nichols and Gloria uh, Boberts uh, enter the scene. 
Desperate to prove the person of interest is guilty, Nichols and uh, Boberts. It's funny because in your bio they left the the uh, no never mind. Uh, dust off the cases, track down old witnesses, and pursue new leads. So so they know who it is, but they just cannot prove who the the, the person of interest is. It's going to take physical evidence. There is a mountain of circumstantial evidence oh, yeah. that has come in throughout the years, and and people have been um, slowly trickling in with stories about um, the suspect. And so, but without DNA, without hardcore evidence, you really can't move forward on the cases. And I believe, and so does Jackie, that it's just a matter of time before forensic science catches up. Uh, so it, it's, you're, you know, the, it, it's, it's going to come through one way or another someday. It might not be today, tomorrow, or, or in six months, but it will happen. I'm sure of that. Uh, ballpark, how old is the guy? He is near, he's in his 70s. Oh, he's How's in his that? 70s now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, in his yes. 70s now. It yes. sounds good. Um, for, for those of us out there in the general public, Gloria, I can't, by coincidence, by the way, last night, I, uh, I talked to Dylan McDermott yesterday, and he has a movie out called The, the Clove Hitch Killer. It's about a serial killer. And it's not bloody and gory and all the rest of it. It just really kind of looks at what serial killers are all about. Here's a guy, and I guess what I want to ask you is, is it, uh, is it normal? This guy was big, a uh, big church leader. He's big with the uh, Boy Scouts and the Eagle Scouts and the Cub Scouts. And he was a great father, and they would pray before dinner every night and all the rest of it. And he ended up killing, I believe, 10 people uh, throughout the years. What I cannot tell you why that would happen. Why, how does this, does anyone know, Gloria, why this happens to certain people? Why they become serial killers? I think you're hardwired that way. Oh, okay. I think it's a behavioral thing. That it, and then if you have that component, something could trigger you. And then you realize you like that. It is a rush. Yeah. And it's something you want more of. A lot of serial killers have a very normal life. They have families, they have children, yeah. and, you know, by all appearances, they're just, you know, um, Joe Blow that is just Mr. Normal Guy. And they have it that way to keep those urges down. Um, if they have a trigger, then they go out and they act on it. Uh, some, you know... Um, Women have been married to serial killers and not known that yeah. their husband is a serial killer. Just, and I'm not sure if I believe it in this case, but it does happen. Oh, so this guy mm-hmm. might be married and out there and have a family on the right. God, it's, yeah, I mean, for, for, for the, the common citizen, I guess, out here, I don't understand. Well, I, I, and look, this is a. Is it mostly men killing women? I, you did mention a couple of men being killed, but is it men killing women mostly as far as serial killing is concerned? Some serial killers, and I've done quite a bit of research on them. Right. Um, some of them are opportunists. Some of them prefer it a certain way. Um, most serial killers are men. You don't hear of many women serial killers. Um, women 
tend just it, it's not hardwired with them. Uh, Warnos, she was a good example of a serial killer, and I believe she had things in her life that triggered her to do so. Yeah. Um, but it's most it's mostly um, men, and it just depends on what is going to satisfy their need. It's like an addiction of sorts, um, and they know what they like, and they they will they will try to have it that way. And uh, and some of them um, in this case um, has they they taunt law enforcement. They yeah. push it. They feel law enforcement is too stupid to know what's going on or to understand them. Or they're not, you know, they, they're they very arrogant. In this case, I would say this person is a narcissist. Yeah. Uh, is psychopath, is that a big part of it? At least sociopath, but probably psychopath because they just don't care about anyone else's feelings or what happens to them. Yes, a sociopath. He has. Yeah. He's totally void of of any kind of feeling, empathy of of any kind. Um, and that is really hard for us normal people to understand. You know, how can you go out and hurt somebody and be totally void of feelings about it? And right. Much, you know, at least the correct feelings. Um, it, it's it's a predator satisfaction with them. Yeah, that makes, and, yeah, and, makes sense. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, like you, do not understand it. And um, we have looked, like I said, I look at a lot of cases because I'm trying to understand this. And then, of course, with the um, Lewis Clark Valley serial killings, where my cousin was a victim, um, those, those stopped after 82. So my thoughts oh. are that he went on to to somewhere else that he wouldn't be detected and so therefore you start looking in other areas and this is where the show does a really good job of of letting the viewer know telling the story as to where this individual lived and get and give some background on um some things that he has been um you know attached to or you know involved with i should say he did have some run-ins with law enforcement in 1972 that is in the show um and it just it's hopefully will reach law enforcement to say hey he lived in our area at this time we need to take a look at him you know he lives in this area now let's take a look at you know what we have here what's going on and that and I have to give a big shout out to the uh, Saloon Media and Investigation uh, Discovery for telling the story and telling it so very well and being so, so respectful of the families, you know, of the victims and just making sure the facts are absolutely accurate. Big, big shout out for that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's so important when you're trying to get tips, you know, or any anything like that coming in that could, you know, help law enforcement. You want to make sure that the information that you have coming in is credible. And so having the facts out there and having them straight helps helps that. Yeah, I can see that absolutely. It's fascinating to me. Uh, so 79, 80, 81, and 82, this man's... He, how many people did he kill in that period from 79 to 82? 
There are three victims. The bodies have been found. There are two that are still missing. And in Stephen Parasol's case, that's kind of, you can't really do anything until he's found. Now, if his body was ever found, that would act on the Lewiston cases. And they would probably move forward with um, the Asotin County case, too, which involves Christina White. Right. Do you do you believe and do they believe that he actually did stop killing people thirty for thirty five years now? And and why would he stop? No, I don't believe he stopped. I believe he got better at what he does. Right. I I, I highly doubt that he would have stopped. No, there's there's nothing to give an indication that he has stopped. Um, I do a lot of research, and there are just it's. Has he gotten really good at not make, giving you ties as to where he was at? Yes. But stop, no. He's been doing this for a very, very long time. Ladies very and gentlemen, time. Cold Valley on Investigation Discovery. The hot pursuit for an ice-cold killer continues in Investigation Discovery's two-part special, Cold Valley. Uh, it starts tonight, matter of fact, at 8 o'clock. And then the second episode will be on December 6th, 8 o'clock as well, on Investigation Discovery. Gloria Boberts, thank you so much for your time. Fascinating stuff, and we will watch, thank obviously. Thank you. And hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yes, I hope so. Thank you for having me on. It's our pleasure. Thanks very much. Gloria Boberts, ladies and gentlemen, okay. Investigation Discovery, Cold Valley. My God, can you imagine that just your whole life? Hey, I got the kids, and I got Andy, and I got Alex, and Catherine's at home, and we're all happy and wonderful, except for the fact that when I told you I was going to the uh, basketball game, I was out murdering someone. I know, isn't that weird? Why? How does your brain get that way? She said it's hardwired. Yeah. Which I suppose, do you think, Andy, that you'd probably, you'd probably have to be hardwired to do something like that? Probably, yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, it would depend on your family. I mean, mm-hmm. look at every serial killer's families. They oh, yeah. usually Having have... an absentee dad is a huge one. Yeah. Well, or abusive parents. <laughs> abusive That's parents. That's a huge or... one. Well, yeah, Dave, is, yeah. Dave has always talked about on his True Crime Tuesday podcast, it's like we all have that inherent ability to murder or kill someone. Yeah, we do. Yep. But what... And, and you can have, like, the, two of the same people that were brought up the same way. They were both bullied. But what made that switch flip in that one person and not the other? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, they could be both brought up the same way, have the same circumstances. But what, you know, <clears throat> flipped the switch for this person and not this person? Well, it's like schizophrenia. You can have the genetic composition to have mm-hmm. schizophrenia. But, like... Two people could have the same exact makeup to be likely to have schizophrenia, but one person just, like, does LSD once or, like, has an abusive husband or something, mm-hmm. and then they'll develop schizophrenia, and then the other yeah. person won't, even though they're just as equally as like to. But it's like you mm-hmm. have to have a traumatic, quote-unquote, event right. to s- flip that switch. We'll be right back. couple of minutes, Tom Bernard Show. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. 
Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Find out how to be successful losing weight by attending the Nutramost free dinner Monday, December 10th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337 to register for the Nutramost dinner. That's 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering. And of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. You ever play slide guitar? Oh, yeah. I bet you it's a ball playing it's slide fun. guitar. That made complete sense to me. It's it's true. Uh, little news, little information. Thank you to all our guests today. Kyle Kingsley, Gloria Boberts. Uh, very interesting stuff, whether it be marijuana or massacre. You know. <laughs> yeah. You notice they never go together. Mm-mm. Potheads no. are not mass murderers. That's true. No, that's that's very what they say. The, to solve the world's problems, give everybody some weed, some food, and some air conditioning. Be good. And they'd be happy and cable. That's all they need. No, you're 100% correct. I have news. What? Sage fell off the bed. Mm. Fell off the bed when? I no idea this morning. What I have time? no idea how it happened. We can sit up in well, by it's gravity. Now. Well, no, I, he, so he was in the center of our bed and I just went into the bathroom to wash my face. And as I'm drying my face, I hear the thud and the cry and he was, so he was in the center of our bed and he didn't roll off. He had to have crawled backwards and then fallen like feet first and then flipped onto his back because he was on his back with his head away from the bed where his feet were on That's the bed. That's a good thing he didn't land on his head. So That's he didn't really good. roll off because no, he rolls. Right, right. And I put him in a place where he couldn't roll side to side, but then right. he went backwards. Well, not anymore. He won't. <laughs> he wanted <laughs> off the bed. He won't be doing that again. I'm where like, there's what? a will, there's a way. But That's all true. he. He did his sad cry, not his hurt cry. Yeah. So that made me feel a little bit better about it. But I was That's like, good. are you kidding me? How did this even happen? He can sit up by himself, and he's not even six months old. Wow. That's amazing. He rolled at five weeks. Yeah, he rolled at five weeks. He's very, he's a very strong kid. He's trying to crawl. He gets up on his hands and knees and kind of will, like, rock. Wow. And I'm like, the, what are you doing? You're so tiny. Priming himself to move. My yeah. favorite ever is my sister, Vicky, who was a very small baby, kind of like Fawny. And when she was, uh, she couldn't walk yet, but she would sit up with her left leg kind of, you know, if you crossed your left leg over your right leg, her left leg was in that position. 
and then her right leg, she would stick out and pull herself along with that. Oh one yeah, leg. Linus did wow. that. That's how he crawled. Oh, did he really? He, like did the weird like crab scoot. Cra- it's kind of like the crab yeah. scoot. That's what that's what Vicky well, did. Yeah. My youngest boy Max, he had cross-eyed really bad at about six months. It started crossing. So mm-hmm. for a year of his life. Because uh, they couldn't do the surgery until he was a certain age, he saw double vision. So it's like a drunk person trying oh, to learn God. how to walk. Yeah. Oh my God! Kids are all drunk. I and mean, so it's he just until they hit about <laughs> four, <laughs> really. They, they fall down all the time. They nice. can't talk. It's, yeah. It's just so he didn't, he didn't start walking until about a month before he had the surgery, and the only place he would walk was at our home because he knew where the walls were. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he, his um, uh, perception, he was used to it there. Yeah. Uh, but he he was like a master crawler, and I have video of him crawling super fast backwards. I couldn't. It was the weird. It yeah. was like and watching Sage had to that, have done that to get off the bed, like crawled super but fast. But it was like he was. It was almost like watching a scene in The Exorcist. It was like holy yeah. heck, what was that? <laughs> and it's just like he would go around the house backwards crawling i'm like how are you doing this know, it was bizarre so weird <laughs> I know. Uh, we brought fawn to her two and a half year checkup on tuesday and she's back on the growth charts three percent three percent for weight because she's so flipping skinny but in the um <laughs> they have you fill out like developmental checklist kind of stuff yep. and it was like um does your child form sentences with four to five words and i'm like Excuse me? She does like 25. Oh, she does. She just keeps talking. She does not stop talking. (laughs) Bop, bop. What time are you coming over to the house tonight? Oh, we're coming over to your house? Okay, bop, bop. We'll see you tonight. Yeah. I know. Well, I know. We got in the car because I made a joke to Dan about it. And we got in the car and she was like, we go home. I go upstairs, grab my blankie, go back downstairs, see Birchie and Bella and Mama and have one little snack. I was like, <laughs> four to five words. Four to five. Well, in this family, you're not going to get a kid to shut up. It's just not going <laughs> to yeah, happen in stuck. this family. But I know. She's always been a little ahead of the curve talking. But it's, yeah, it's just. True. And she speaks. She's always focused really hard on speaking clearly. Yeah, she loves to speak clearly. Like a lot of two-year-olds kind of slur and yeah. they'll just like, I just yep. need to get the words out. And she'll be like, can I have one more cookie, please? Tell her it's may I have. <laughs> Get her, just, oh <laughs> get her going on the grammar. At two and a half years old, I'm going to get her going on the grammar. Nobody else does. Why would we do that now? It's just, you know. I correct her because she'll say, like, me go upstairs and stuff like that. Just like those little kid me, things. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, understandable. Yeah. First Lady Melania Trump defended a choice of a red Christmas tree decor or red Christmas tree decorations after they generated criticism on social media. Why do you care? Don't defend yourself. Don't even acknowledge that. I wouldn't even acknowledge that. They're crazy. Why do you care what color Christmas tree? We are in the 21st century, and everybody has a different taste. How come there are no, no black trees? Yeah, God damn. Mm. <laughs> Probably because a black tree is a dead tree. We could I'll start just, something. Let's we'll get make fake black trees and sell them. I was just trying to funny. be Philip there, but it wasn't even close to Philip. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even close. I've seen him for Halloween. People have done yeah, really? decorated yep. Halloween huh. trees. Yep, I have seen that. You too. know, there probably are black Christmas trees. Oh, I'm oh, sure, there I'm there sure are, there's yeah. every color of Christmas. The, our next door neighbor, yep, there who, are. who was black when I was cool. seven, eight years old, he was a very large black man. He always had a purple Christmas tree. Hmm. Always mm. nice. He did indeed. Uh, remember the upside down Christmas trees for the couple of years? Yeah, so that terrible. was like a big yeah, why? thing. Why? I don't understand. You know, this year what we got now, right? You don't know about this yet? Uh, uh, no. 
Uh, apparently, families with little children are cutting the branches off the bottom four feet of a tree. So it's just the little peaky thing at the top with a bare bark, a uh, bare trunk. So yeah. they can't pull Why? the branches uh, or something? So they can't pull the decorations off or they can't do it. It's insane. Well, so my grandfather was a pretty gregarious guy, and my grandmother used to get on him all the time. He was a salesman. And and I was the firstborn. I was his first grandchild. And so you ruined everything. My, and, and we like lived fun. with my grandparents for a few years when my dad was going to grad school. So one year at Christmas, she's grinding on him. Lord, the tree isn't safe. It'll fall on Doug. And he's just, you know, he and my dad are having cocktails. And he finally says, F it. He goes down to the basement, gets a hammer and a bunch of nails, and nails the tree to the floor. <laughs> and he goes, there, that ought to hold it. God. <laughs> I like that a lot. But I, the that's thing pretty funny. that is kind of weird about that like cutting off all the branches so they like they can't get into trouble because it's not even an option or whatever a lot of kids or a lot of parents with young kids don't even put ornaments on the bottom or whatever yeah. it's like you're not teaching them how to be careful right yeah you're just not even that giving them the true. option of being able to use their brain to understand life mm-hmm. don't yeah. touch right. yeah yeah yeah, it's like kids need to know not to touch things or Although, not to do things. I am shocked. We do have kittens, and none of them are playing with the tree. They That's just depressing. all sleep underneath it. Oh, yeah. Pops loves being underneath yep. the tree. Cats oh. loves. Weird. Well, they cats are... always think they're going to have an aerial attack at any moment. They, <laughs> yeah, they love, they love like to be under things. Coverage. I was worried about putting you know ornaments and stuff on the tree because of the kittens, but... They've chewed on the couple of the branches, but yeah. that's yeah. about it. Uh-huh. They're like, yeah, climbing up face. in it. Andy's cat likes to chew on the electric electrical part of the lights. <laughs> he used to. He doesn't anymore? No, he's... He I likes think he's gotten cords. shocked enough times that it's not... Kind of figured out a little 110 right in the tongue. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. a 9-volt battery's he's, bad. He's not a smart cat. Kitty. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't chew cords anymore. Oh, poor thankfully. He's grown out of his... Yeah. Look. Cord chewing. Very quickly, back to this Melania Trump red Christmas tree story. I'm looking at the red Christmas trees, and they're hideous to me. I was going to say they probably don't look they very don't good. Look that, that doesn't I'm sound. I'm shocked. I know yeah. right red have Christmas gross Christmas trees. Yeah, it is shocking. What? It would look I good if there were like something subtle. Uh, yeah, them gaudy. What? Uh, it would look good <laughs> if they were like red and green, maybe. Yeah, they look terrible. They look but, like yeah, yeah, just a bunch. Of, I'm looking at them right now, and yeah, it looks like piles of like I don't know cinnabar or something. Yeah, they like do. Like spice piles. Just yeah. big like old piles pile. of red spice. Look, it's not that, I, that they're, look good. they're red or whatever, that it's some the Handmaid's Tale, whatever. It's just I, I don't particularly like the kind of tree because it's a very narrow, like they're maybe two and a half feet at the bottom and then just go straight up in a peak. And I don't like those kind of trees anyway. I like the big old giant bushy trees where you piss everyone off. That's what I like. <laughs> obstruct every, you know, obstruct the TV. Have you ever lit one yeah. on fire? Not in your house. but Oh, outside. I yeah. did that when oh. I was a little kid. My mom if told me dry, to take... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh something. I mean, my mom, yeah. My mom told me to take my Christmas tree out because all the things yep. were gone. It was uh, back in those days when I was a little boy, you could have burning barrels in your backyard, and the barrel was burning, and I shoved the tree in it. I was lucky I didn't yeah. die. Oh they, almost, they almost exploded. They, well, that thing almost exploded. It oh, was geez. unbelievable. My Good favorite God. story, though, of yours is when Jeff Passholt called. 
in your tree that True. you had. <laughs> That's up at L.A. Nick's house now, back up at the old Dayton farm where L.A. Nick lives now. <laughs> uh, Andy, Alex, Catherine and I went out into the, we're going to go out in the tree forest by ourselves. It had just snowed a lot, and it's going to be so much fun. We'll pull the kids along on a sled in the snow, and we'll cut down our own Christmas tree. Again. You? Yes. I don't oh. remember this at all. Well, you were a little We've always little had a fake Christmas tree as long Filmer, as I it didn't can remember. Happen. Anyway. Yeah, well, you were a little, little kid. Andy was even Because Andy's little. super allergic to yeah. pine trees. Not so. pine trees. Not pine trees? Pine is the only kind of plant that I'm not allergic to. Really? Oh, but, yeah. Why have we always had fake ones then? I think it's a fire deal. Yeah, they don't set on fire. They don't, they don't rot. They don't shed. They don't yeah. have bugs. I do love them. I love the smell of them and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, they do smell good. Uh, they do smell really good. But That's uh, true. Anyway, you're hauling us in a sled. Yeah, okay. So we cut down the Christmas tree. It's covered in snow and whatever, and we put it on the, I think it was on the roof of a uh, caravan. I think it was a Dodge caravan back in those days. We get it home, and we let it, you know, thaw and whatever, and the branches come down. And I notice halfway up the tree... The trunk takes a hard left and then goes straight back up yep. by about a foot. Some trees do that. This goes rip, rip, rip. So getting this thing to stay up was not possible. Right? <laughs> so I tried wiring, putting a you know nailing a wire and then wrapping it around the trunk and then nailing it. It was it just didn't work. It still fell over, right? So I'm on the phone with Jeff Basalt. He said, "This is what I heard." Yes. Yeah, so anyway. God damn it! And he said he heard the front door slam open and heard me throw the tree out the front door. Oh my god! And here's the best part: it's a true story. So we just took the Christmas tree over and put it behind the garage with the decorations and all. A guy, a UPS guy, I think it was FedEx or UPS guy, told me like ten years later, "Hey man, the lights are still behind the garage. The tree's gone, but the lights are still." <laughs> Oh, oh God, that was frustrating. Oh, never again. The one time, hey, let's go out and be woods people and we'll cut a tree. It didn't work at all. I, You don't want me near that kind of stuff. I'm a disaster around <laughs> that kind of stuff. Well, I am. I'm just totally honest about it. But, yeah, I, it's not, I don't like the red trees, but I don't care if you have red. I don't care what color trees I you I mean, have. red is a Christmas color. Yeah, red's Christmas color, well, so it's good. She said in the article, or when she defended herself, they picked red because it's a color of valor. Right. Mm -hmm. So she wanted to represent that in the White House. Well, it's also the color of Christmas. House. So, but I don't know why. And they're saying that the trees, they look like, you know, the, the women in the Handmaid's Tale. I'm like. How, I, I don't understand I don't, that correlation I don't get it either. at all. What I don't does that know, mean? I've seen every episode of that, and I don't understand how well, a red were Christmas saying, tree would be. Well, they're saying they're trying to, you know, they're trying to send a secret message that oh they want to be like this totalitarian oh, so government. They're psychopaths. And, oh, you're you know, not psychopaths. Psychotic. Psychotic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like uh, here's what I don't love. listen to those people because they are insane. Mm -hmm. Here's what I love. Unless you think like me that I hate you, mm -hmm. but don't try to force us into all thinking the same. What the hell are you doing? I know. It just amazes me. I know. Uh, it's just so sad. I wish people would. It did happen in the 60s. I remember when I was a little kid, the late 60s, after the assassination of JFK and then all the way through 1969 and, of course, the Vietnam era going on, and we still have the longest war in America's history going on right now, unfortunately. But I do remember everybody, you know, oh, the peace and love. No, the, the people who were mostly peace and love were either drug dealers or hated everyone else. It's called projection. It was all projection. Yeah, right, exactly. 
Um, so I, we will get through this. We will get over this. But you people on the far edges, you are crazy. Well, you're not. They don't listen to the show anyway. No. But they're just so Except nuts. Up. It's like, would you calm down, try to enjoy your life? Why do you want to be miserable? Anybody know that? I don't I, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't. I don't know why people insist on constantly being negative, have to uh, spread their negativity everywhere. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I could put up the most joyous thing on Facebook, and somebody will have this negative comment. I'm like, okay, you have your negative negativity yeah. just keep it to yourself i yeah. don't it is amazing how some people can spin like anything to be negative to be oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah and, no doubt speaking of the flip side of that did you ever hear uh from that kid that you had on the morning show the other day that was selling the hats yeah did they sell any in minnesota uh we're gonna have them on this show next week. oh you are okay yeah, so, so we're gonna what find out next week uh random oh. hats of kindness what so a couple it? little kids started a uh, oh, you know what? We take a break. We'll come oh, right sorry. back. We'll talk about random hats of kindness and a pig. Perfect. This pig story is unbelievable. <laughs> I know. We'll be back, Tom <laughs> Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Oh, Alex is perishing over Leave there me. at the other end of the table. Leave me to die. What is your? What are you doing? I don't know. I all of a sudden was joking. All right. Well, in any uh, case, okay. You guys were just starting a conversation. We random take hats a break. of kindness. Random hats of kindness. Jace and his brother Lincoln started it when Jace was ten and Lincoln was seven. Their mother and stepfather helped them out with it. I saw the story on Channel Nine one night. I talked to Passholt about it, and it made me feel good to watch these kids. Their hats, their baseball caps, I ordered everyone they had that wasn't sold out. So I have like four or five different ones. They hats say things like grateful mm-hmm. or... I want one. Oh, no, Alex. It's cool. It's a cool it's, website. That's it's cute. a great website. Random Hats of Kindness. Yeah. And you just go H-O, what is it? R-H-O, K, whatever you, it is. I, I just, Googled, just Googled Randall, 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 Randall Hats. Oh, it's R-H-O-F-K. Randall Hats. That's what it is. 
But, yeah, it says grateful. It says be yourself. It says be kind. There are all these very nice messages. Nice. Very, very nice. And, and we had Jason, who's now 13. Oh, my God. It's in Gilbert, Arizona. <clears throat> Nicest kid in the world. Oh, my gosh. That's uh, He just said, I did, uh, we just want everybody to be much happier in their lives than we possibly can. It was, it's very sweet, Ox. They're gonna, he and his dad are going to be on the show next week, and his dad has to go to school and pick him up and drive him around, and so he's going to miss an hour of school to be on this show. <laughs> oh, my but, yeah, it's, When is he going to be on? December 5th, is that right? I'll look at the calendar Will real I be quick. here? I think it is December it's, 5th. Um, let's see. Well, I won't be here. Yeah, it's next Wednesday, the 5th. Oh, I will be here. You will be here. Hooray. Yeah, I was going to say. I so one, of, one of the things I noticed on the website, they had some labeled Dad Cap. <laughs> and it took me a while to figure out what that was because the slogans are similar. It's yeah. ones that have curved rims. Yeah. The other ones are flat. No, I've yeah. never heard that before. Dad just, cap. What is a dad cap now? Because everybody now does this. Yeah, that's right. Can you imagine if I wore a hat to look like this, how stupid I would look? I don't have to imagine. I can okay, see thank it. You. Thank you very much. Great, <laughs> great to have you, Doc. Yeah, that I'm saying. So, yeah, random hats of kind of, uh, kindness. It's not with you, is it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. R-H-O-F-K.com. And they will be on uh, next Wednesday. Yeah. I'm going to have to order a dad cap. But they only sold, what, a couple hundred last year? Yeah. I would bet that they were, he was on the morning show for yeah. about 10 minutes. They probably sold a couple hundred yeah. that day. Yeah, I would imagine so we'll that's see. probably true. Yeah. But it's a nice thing, and, and that's what I'm trying. And it's, it's funny, you know, with Kelly talking about being a libertarian, centralist, she, she used to lean more conservative, and she still leans conservative, whatever. But I think people... Again, with the news, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about this how many years on the KQ Morning Show with this social media stuff, Doug? It's been five years. Mm -hmm. Because of social media, and the doctors are pointing at it now. We talked about that all a long time, but the doctors are saying, look, the life expectancy of an American man and woman, they're both down because of suicide, and they think it's because of digital. It's because of social media. People are so horrible on that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, people get mad at me, and they would go after Andy and Alex and Catherine. Oh, I know. Cowardly I still bastard. see it. Do well, you really? I, no. I don't. have my social media stuff, so it's like I only really see positive things. Oh, yeah. Like the people that I, you know, my friend's sister that posts all these crazy things about Trump and blah, blah, blah. I just have her blocked from my news feed. Mm-hmm. So I don't see people that post these, like, sensational whatever yeah. things. And so what, like ever... Michelle Obama's a man? Yeah. That's that, one of I don't my see favorites. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Some people think Michelle Obama's a oh, yeah. man. Well, and Facebook also has, like, that. the... People that you like their pictures or you comment on their stuff, most they pop up on your news right. feed. Yeah. So it's like yep. mostly, you know, kids and families and stuff on my social media stuff. So to me, it's like a positive influence because I just see, you right. know, right. adorable kids and yeah, dogs. I mean, and I don't, I don't think it's good for you. Nothing but positive messages. How many times can you see your dad's the greatest? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not saying <laughs> That was well. That was taken well, don't you think, Doug? I haven't listened to the show in over fifty years. <laughs> I, I those are the ones I do love. I, I haven't listened to the show in thirty years. You hear what he said today? It's like, well, you can't have it both ways. You just can't. Well, Actually, yeah, you can't. I, I always, I always loved when we started the podcast. I went on. I would read the reviews. 
on iTunes. And yeah, it's like, I listen to the show every day, and Tom's such an idiot, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, why do you listen to it then? Was that that I Hate Tom Bernard page thing? Is that what that is? No, it was oh. the reviews on iTunes when we first started. Oh, when we, oh that's right. But it was like started, I've been yeah. listening to this show for 30 years, and then he said all these horrible things about you and the family. And I'm like, why do you listen to it if you hate it so about much? You? About you? Well, like, I think it was something about, like, my voice was annoying or something. I don't know. I said your voice was no, annoying. No, the guy that. Oh, that said, you said they, he said that yeah. your voice is annoying. Yes. But he's well, been listening kind of to you for 30 years, but, but he, he had nothing me. but horrible things mm-hmm. to say about you. There's a lot of that going it's like, on. Like, why would you do that to yourself? My, my favorite <laughs> comment was right around the <clears throat> event. Somebody posted on there, let's boycott Walzer. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, so, and a listener responded, oh, yes, I'm sure they're not going to know what to do with all the tens of complaints they're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it, the whole thing is just, would you all calm down, settle down? I know you're, you're, you're a failure and your life is completely falling apart, but it's not my... No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why people take such joy. But you know what? I stepped into this job. I knew what was coming. I became a public figure by my own choice. And if people want to say that stuff, it's just, again, the only ones I think that are cowards, and you guys are old enough now to not care... But going after my family is really cowardly. But you guys don't care, so I don't even care about that anymore. It's like, man, eh, whatever. I think, uh, sadly, some people think that's okay, and you see that yeah. with yeah, every every yeah. president we've ever oh, yeah. had when oh, they yeah. take runs at their. And I don't care if it's Amy Carter. I don't care if it's Barron Trump. I don't, it's just, yep, it's just true. Leave the kids out of it. Well, that's like there's just no lower level than let's go yeah. after the children. Yeah. Like what? It's true. That obviously shows much more of their character than anything well why don't we segue from those pigs to this pig <laughs> oh my god a booze pill this is a true story by the way it's this a year a true old story. it's about a year old oh it holds up but it, but holds it definitely up. holds up <laughs> yeah it's from oh uh, yeah it's a little older a year old as a matter of fact a booze pilfering drunken feral pig has caused chaos by running amok at an Australian campsite and starting a fight with a cow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Meanwhile, in Rosemount. <laughs> this is why mom's afraid of pigs. Started a fight with a cow. The belligerent porker went on a drunken bender after stealing and drinking three six-packs of beer <laughs> that had been left out by campers at the DeGray River campsite in Port Hedland, Australia. This, that's not the actual pig. That's just a pig picture. Yeah, right? I think it's just a stock yeah. picture. Because he a looks pig. very happy. <laughs> that pig is thrilled. <laughs> that pig looks really happy. In a series of events that followed the animal, uh, went on to uh, ransack rubbish bin bags to find some late night snacks before starting a fight with an innocent eyewitness cow. <laughs> <laughs> eyewitness cow. Uh, following the boorish rampage, the pig decided to swim out into the middle of a river before collapsing drunk under a tree and falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and My gentlemen, God. every once in a while you come across a story that is so perfect, so splendid, so beyond compare that even a world-class blogger... Oh, my God. Uh, how do people do that? You ready? Sitting down. I'll read it again. 
Ladies and gentlemen, every once in a while you come across a story that is so perfect, so splendid, so beyond compare that even a world-class blogger such as I... No. Such what? As I. They call themselves no. a world-class blogger. Oh, my blogger. God. That's oh, hilarious. dick. And amazing. Let me see this name, so I'm going to go after him right I now. I love that so much. I'm going to stop that. I am hoping it's Dennis Miller, because then it would be funny. Then it would be funny. That's true. I don't. I am absolutely incapable of human interaction. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things he ever said. Pigs actually get drunk a lot. They do, from what I said. Yeah, the fermented apples. Yeah, the fermented mm-hmm. stuff yeah. in their slop. In any case, this, my friends, is one of those stories. Thank you and good night. P.S. Nothing worse than a pig who can't handle his booze. Trust me, I've seen a few. <laughs> also, now, now they're going with the humor on top of it. So that's good. Uh, uh, the pig whose name was Swino has died. Swino? Swino no. the pig has died. Swino Sad the wino. Mm. Swino the wino. Yeah. I like that. I was going to say, they knew from birth. <laughs> this guy's going to be. Do you think he regretted it when he this woke one's up? Trouble. <laughs> yeah, probably. My favorite thing of that whole deal is the fact that he went and stole three six packs a beer and then started a fight with a cow. Oh, he, went in, he went for a swim. <laughs> went for a swim and then fell asleep. Yeah, fell asleep <laughs> under a tree, so that was good. Sounds uh, like worked out well. A lot of college boys. Must start a fight, <laughs> go for true. a swim, fall asleep. <laughs> oh my god. That's pretty much it, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the on the, the monitor that I use, news pops up and then it keeps scrolling through every daily story, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't move right. it, it just keeps moving itself. This is amazing. Trump denies work on Moscow Project. Cohen, Moscow Tower talks occurred well well into the campaign. Analysis, four key takeaways from Cohen's new plea deal. Three stories in a row are about Donald Trump and Moscow. Well, Cohen went to uh, an office, uh, the Attorney General's office, and pled guilty to lying to Congress today. That's what happened. That's what's triggering all this Who did this? Michael Cohen. Well, he did admit to lying to Congress. So So he was just the same as every politician. Yeah. So he just did the same thing every politician does, Pretty but, much. but they're going to send him to prison. You know, it's really funny. There's a story, and it's, I, I, look, don't take this that I'm being a dink or whatever, but, it's, but it is true. Um, that you're a dink? Yes, that I'm a dink. <laughs> uh, they were one uh, of the most legendary couples in Hollywood history, but it was by no means love at first sight when Sonny Bono met Cher. That's just one of the many revelations Cher makes in the Cher show, making the musical. A new series XM hour-long special that features the iconic singer chatting with Tony-winning producer Jeffrey Summer. Wait, the iconic it. what? Uh, iconic singer. She can't sing. No, she's not a she's good singer. She's iconic, she's though, a ter- she in is. a way. like you know, Madonna can't sing either, but no. I'd say that she's iconic. Oh, you know what was really sad, though? Yeah. I watched the tree lighting at the Rockefeller Center last night. Did you see it? Mm-mm. Diana Ross cannot sing at oh, all no. anymore. I'm she's hoping maybe a the, maybe the audio was kind of a second late or something. And that's what's thrown up. She could not hit any of the notes. How old is she? She's Gotta probably only 75. Oh, really? I thought yeah. she was well. I mean, she's 74. She was young when oh, she was a star. Yeah, geez, I would have thought she was 10 years older. But she says, and look, I don't mean this as a rip on either the person or the comparison. I'm just telling you the truth. She says that Sonny never found her particularly attractive. I'm looking at a picture of it. I thought it was Molina. Oh, really? <laughs> mm. Mike Molina? Like Mike Molina, yeah. I mean, she was an okay-looking woman. She, she doesn't look 
anything like she looks now yeah. because she had plastic surgery yeah. like there's no tomorrow. Well, I don't think Sonny could see that high, could he? Probably <laughs> like about probably three feet not. taller than he was. Probably She's not. She's coming here in like May. March, May. Mm-hmm. And I asked mom to go with me. She was like, maybe. I'm like, what? I would you love to go see Go with Lastman. He, yeah, he'd love to go. You guys would have a blast. I would love to go see Cher. I was like, what? You wouldn't? What? Yeah, she's going to be at the XL. I know. I think it's like May 19th or something like that. Okay. I want to say. Cause she's I, coming May 19th? Yeah, because I was there for Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that's and where then, I saw it. Um, I think you have Rod to be a Stewart. drag queen to sit in the first five rows. Though, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, oh, and they my had, God. They had like billboards up everywhere. Cher's coming and... So I would absolutely pink. love to go see it's Cher. Still, is that still appropriate to say drag queen? I don't even know if you can I say that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's okay. okay. We'll that's see. what, they, but that's nobody what knows. they choose to be called. I told you we, we played the uh, rest audio that I hadn't heard in probably 15 years, maybe even longer. And something came up about, about something tied in. And I said, God, we should listen to the arrest audio, right? Uh, so Lastman just put it on. It wasn't his fault. I'm the one that asked to play it. I had no recollection in the first one minute, he calls the cop the big F. And by that, I mean gay, the big the gay fe- F. The Fajot. The Fajot at least 20 times. Wow. He just kept going. Who calls oh, it? Oh, God. A cop It's an arrest audio arrest from audio. the 80s, this Remember drunken you? guy getting busted. Oh. Remember Yo Mammy off. Boy? Remember that guy, don't you? Yeah. Yo Mammy. Yo Mammy oh, Boy. that's the arrest audio. But he, he, calls, he calls the cop the big, uh, the big F, the big gay F, about 20 times. The first man said, yeah, let's, uh, oh my let's not play the other three minutes of this, God. shall we? Yikes. And then people ask me, well, why'd you do that? I, you know, I said, out of respect, because... You wouldn't play it if it was the big N. Yeah. Yeah. Right? All go down the list. You would just wouldn't do it. But I had no recollection. So that's how much just in the last twenty years the world has changed. Yeah. That didn't use it was like eh, it's not that anybody was anti gay. Yeah. Is a word just didn't have oh. the impact then on I guess maybe straight people. I'm sure it did on gay people. Well, drag queens have always been the same. Yeah, I think because yeah, they 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 like being called drag queens. Did you ever go to the shows in, at the '90s? Yep, it's a riot. In college, I yeah. did. Yeah, they almost seem like brunch. that group of um, you know drag queens and stuff. It seems like they're the most less PC than. Oh, of course, oh, yeah. they're wildly inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. oh, and they, and they love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's love one it. of the things I love about the St. Paul Saints. After the fifth inning, they drag the infield. Yeah. it's guys in high heels yeah. and, and ball gowns, <laughs> very chest hair hanging out. It's a riot. But, yeah, they're men, yeah. but you call them women when they're in drag. Right. You do. Okay. That's it. That's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to reach out and build a two-hour segment, like one hour one day and one hour another day, on uh, medical marijuana, medical cannabis, and the legalization of cannabis, and have good conversations with everybody involved. I think that'll be fascinating. That was mm-hmm. fascinating today. Thank you again to Kyle Kingsley and to Gloria Boberts. It's not Boberts. It's Boberts. Oh, Talk to you soon. Thanks, Tom Bernard.